Hello and welcome to the first Crazy Cousin Chats with myself, Sus, and my cousin Matt. We're both currently doing the software engineering thing at a company called Intellect here in South Africa, but in our spare time we like to think of ourselves as game developers slash designers. In this episode of Chats, we're jumping into one of the biggest announcements Unity's made in, in the recent months, ECS, or rather Entity Component System Architecture. The basis of this is that an entity's behavior is defined by the components attached to it. These behaviors are driven to, by systems which interact with these components by transforming the data contained within. If you're at all interested in learning more about ECS, the Wikipedia article would be a very good place to start, as well as the various talks Unity had delivered on the subject at Unite Austin 2017, as well as GDC 2018. We apologize in advance regarding any incorrect information we might be putting forth, but we felt that this, the discussion would serve as a good starting point to provide a vague structure of getting some ideas across to one another. We hope you enjoy it, and without further ado, we'll just jump right into this. Okay, let me just pull up my questions. Yes, I also prepared some questions. <clears throat> Who wants to go first? Do you want to go first? Okay, I'll go first. So we're talking about ECS tonight, um, and you are the expert on ECS. Um, I'm by no means an expert. You've been researching it a lot. Um, so my first question for you is, is ECS really all that different from what we've been doing for the last couple of years with Unity? Because we've been doing, I guess, Entity Component, which is doesn't seem like it's that far off. <laughs> So yes and no. Um, with with ECS, I think looking at it from a systems perspective, um, it makes a lot more sense having uh, a union or or it's you can define the dependencies of components that need to live together in order to to assert a certain behavior. So it can be the it can be very much the same. But I think the, de the the dependency setup and list is a lot more clear and concise than having some little mono behavior component that needs to needs to go and find all of the other components that it needs to interact with. Okay, so you're saying that the system will define that it needs entities with component X Y Z. So uh, that is so that it's is precisely it. Okay, it's not that much different from the component going and finding it, but it will be more efficient. <laughs> It, it it will it will definitely be more efficient. Um, how would you explain it from your side? Um. Well, so. So this is the thing. I mean, um, the components that we write at the moment are not really that different. If you explain it like that, for me now, from like our researching ECS, uh, what I see is kind of the key takeaway for me, what makes it different is the, f the separation of data versus dynamic code almost. Um, so in ECS, a component is very much just a dumb bag of data. <laughs> That's all it is. And the entity is just a bag of these components. And the system then essentially is the only part that can define dynamic behavior that's going to act on these components and entities, if that makes sense. So, yeah, so so to me, that is part of the magic of ECS. We, we, we tend to think in an OO way with objects and hierarchies and... It's 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 a it's a tricky slope to go down into because we we try and force these 
kind of wild wild concepts into structured data sets and structures that that we want to clearly define that can enable us to have some sort of behavior but we're not really opening us up to to share that behavior with other systems or have uh may make a change to the data and end up having a different behavior uh that's the core thing that i'm seeing from ecs is having a more data driven approach towards design and not just on the on the on the technical front but more on the on the actual game design front give give a designer a bunch of components and let them play with it until they find something that's that's interesting okay um Right, I'll, I'll I'll make a last comment on ECS in general. Um, I'll be the old guy, get off my lawn. Doesn't seem that much different from batch processing, which was all the rage back in the mainframe days. It's kind of data flow procedure running on the data flow. So it's now kind of I guess the industry is just moving in circles or in cycles object oriented isn't cool anymore so now we're going back to kind of a functional data processing with cool again type of thing so let's just be careful of that um, but yes to get on to game design um, my second question was the performance characteristics of ECS seem to make it a no-brainer what are the benefits other than performance and are they sufficient to justify the added complexity of ECS because it's not just kind of pick up and go people are going to have to kind of rethink how they design things aren't they yes yes you're completely correct so if if we think of of games as what they are they're a simulation of something they tend to be a simulation with lots of stuff going about Uh, it could be five guys walking around on the screen it could be five hundred thousand walking around on the screen uh semantically i don't think we need to to write behavior that looks any different i don't know if you agree with that um probably not uh, if, I'll, if, I'll get to it. my next question kind of gets to that okay so so for me if 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 i can define something that can do it on a small scale it should technically be able to do it on a large scale without me having to to throw out my my whole design um uh, the, the the obvious one, as you mentioned, is performance. There are other things as well. I know Unity's ECS uh, implementation caters for what is called a shared component. Now, this is this is a component that can be shared by multiple entities because it's a- actually only acting as a data read, and there is no inherent writing involved to this component say uh, a, a mesh renderer component or a mesh a mesh component mm. for all objects that need to have share the same mesh we don't need a new renderer for each we can just use the same one specify uh, hand that mesh to the to the correct rendering system tell it where to render it and tell it in what pose to render it and it will take care of it that's that's data that that can be duplicated well well actually it doesn't even have to be duplicated it can be the exact same data used for all 500 like the, the flyway pattern basically but yes you yes, got one, like, like one object fl- standing in for thousands of instances that, <laughs> that, that is exactly it and 
I've I've been fighting with some of these things. Like, how do you do configs and and and? Configs are just shared components. Um, look, looking at most ECS implementations, you have this small update kernel. The that's that's some method on your system, uh, for every update tick where it iterates over a bunch of data or it tends to iterate over a bunch of data instead of having to constantly match up your data with a with another collection item in a collection somewhere else you can just use that as a shared component and from from a design perspective it, it then allows for a lot more configurability on the fly within a, a, a system that you're building and semantically it's no different than just a, comp a component that's attached to a, an, an, an entity it's just another component it's just shared in this case mm. um, okay that kind of goes well into my next question I guess so my next one is okay ECS will be good at processing large batches of data sure how does it deal with dynamic events like mouse clicks key presses game logic events we've been having a lot of difficulty with kind of you know, hooking unrelated components up, getting them communicating, because, you know, this thing needs to know when something happened to that thing, but they're separate components. How how do we deal with that in ECS? Because I imagine you can't just go and call an event handler like we currently do. That will kind of blow away <laughs> the whole benefit of batch processing, right? Yes. So these events... It I think most of the times it depends on on who this event belongs to. If it's an event that can be handled in a batch, the simplest way would be to to just create a new entity with all of the data that you need on that ev event and have a system that can load all of the all of the corresponding data that it requires and then apply the event accordingly. Uh it's it's still one of the nuances that I'm not completely sure about yet. Uh, most of the stuff that I'm reading isn't really saying, oh, use ECS for uh, for your UI, for instance, which is a very event full and uh, an event driven yeah. concept. Yeah. Um, but if you think about it, most of these events they still fire within somewhere in the update loop, or we we need to handle the event. At some stage in the update loop. Yeah. But we, I, I we, don't we, we, see a... we don't want to interrupt, for example, let's say our movement system is dealing with moves from 10,000 things. Um, and then we do collisions of like 5,000 things. We don't want, don't want to go halfway through that 5,000 collisions and go, oh, hey, these two things collided. <laughs> let's so, go so call out a piece of event code. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm trying to get to is... If, if we want to have these events filter through to a later stage, I think it might make sense to to put some notification item buffer, whatever you want to call it, on a system and expose it as such. An uh, 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 event entity, perhaps? <laughs> uh, an event entity could work. I don't think a fully-fledged entity is necessarily required. I think just having a system with an entry point where you can say, here is the next event you should handle when you run through through your update loop. It, okay. it can just have a small little buffer where we can, you can pipe these things into and it'll loop through the buffer and apply that accordingly. Okay. What needs to be important though is to understand that these events shouldn't necessarily go and spawn more events. 
you can then maybe get into a feedback loop, which could be a, a bit. That 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 uh, that's a general gotcha for events. So, event handlers yes. should not trigger events. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm not completely clued up on event handling yet. I think there is a multitude of, of ways on how to do it. Um, looking at Unity's uh, hybrid ECS system, where they're trying to blend game objects and entities, mm-hmm. it might be possible to just have these events go and alter be attached to a game object that's also duplicated as an entity and if the event fires go and alter the data that you require altered and let the system continue on or attach a new component to this this entity so that it can just handle it if if you're attaching and, and removing components uh, and ensuring that it's it's happening within one single update tick and you you attach at the start and remove at the end in the middle there is a nice space to handle all of the, all of these events and and make sure that they're handled appropriately and not lost mm. or f- and forgotten yeah i suppose if you probably go dig down deep the unity is doing something like that anyway it's probably not responding quite in real time to key presses and stuff like that it is probably sticking it on a buffer somewhere and at one point in the game loop going okay let me go see what's new in the buffer <laughs> deal with all yeah, of it <laughs> so I, I do think it sticks it in a, in a buffer but i i do also think that because of the 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 way they've structured the game object and, and its components they still they've shot themselves in the foot in terms of performance You'll, you'll see a lot of other patterns emerged where people had started creating components that would go and register themselves on some manager class so that the manager can just iterate through that. That's, that's just the same as, as ECS. Mm. And that's, that's one of the things that I've read about in terms of tweaking performance within Unity. Why not just write code like that from the, from the start? Then, then at least we'll, we'll be looking at, we'll, we'll have to make like a 90 degree shift in how we look at objects versus data. Mm. I, I think to me, the, the biggest thing is, is to not just look at something and think, oh, I have an object and it has a child that does this and this and this. In, in some cases, yes. But I think in most cases, we need to keep our data as flat as possible. And and keeping it flat will will help us in reasoning or creating emergent behavior by lumping together components that you didn't initially put together, mm. and th- thus creating new game behavior without ever writing a single line of extra code. Yeah, that that's a nice fantasy, but okay. <laughs> it's it's a nice fantasy. I I, I understand it's a nice fantasy. <laughs> The thing is, I'm seeing this already happening. I've seen it happen with our old-style non-ECS component systems as well, like exploding shells and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yes, so, so it's not that it can't happen with the way we're currently doing things. It, 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 it's just not always obvious that it might be happening. Yeah, I think ECS, in theory, might give us smaller, more focused systems, <laughs> which probably means we'll break less stuff by hacking together some new combination inside our 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 existing components that are doing 
more than one component maybe should that, that is in essence one of the things that that i'm trying to work towards is to understand how to look at data and see the smallest bit of a system that can exist sometimes the system will be big i've looked at the unit the, the tech, tech demo that was presented at unite 2017 mm -hmm. where they had those like hundred thousand entities running around on screen mm. like that was ridiculous and and looking looking at the game itself, there's a myriad of systems that involve house cleaning jobs that just take care of cleaning up data. <laughs> there are jobs that that are that are responsible for different types of of, uh, of navigation. There's a formation navigation, and there's in, uh, minions that get lost out of out of a formation. They need to pathfind <laughs> back into a formation. Like these things are complex, mm. but it's getting the job done. It's it's a bit sad that they they had to resort to baking animation data into the textures, because the texture system within Unity isn't exposed through ECS yet. But it was totally it's it's they they did it they still did it and they still managed something that's that's quite nice. Mm. Uh, if 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 you understand what an animation system does, I think opening up the code and reading through it might say, oh, that's obvious. I I, I see how this works and it makes total sense to me. It doesn't always do that to me. I'm, I'm, I, I've looked at it and I thought like, holy moly, there's a lot of data flying back and forth here. What is this magic? <laughs> uh, but 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 in in digging through that, I discovered some other small nuggets of how they exposed systems to the Unity engine itself. They've they've managed to build some nice debugging tools where they can visually show things on screen within the scene view and, and, and etc by just ticking or unticking a box or clicking a button and and they they did that through something that looks like the singleton pattern except they actually just register the current instance of a system in a static variable that that's accessible to to unity okay. well to to their mono behavior or in this case it was just gui code it wasn't mm. even a mono behavior it was just something that's running on on top of the editor okay cool have you got any more questions that you pre-prepared i've i've got one question for you uh, -huh. uh what do you think are the the cons of this the the pitfalls the pitfalls huh um, so like I said, obviously, first first one for me is it is going to be a bit of a shift perhaps from how people are thinking at the moment. Um, it's not, you know, everything in designing any system is a trade-off. Um, and this is a trade-off that will, you know, give us certain benefits. Um, in theory, I think maintainability, performance, possibly flexibility the downside is going to be you are going to have to kind of massively shift how you think about your systems um, and i think we are perhaps not the best audience to judge how big of an impact that is we're not foremost first and foremost not game designers we're software engineers hmm. yes. um, thinking about data flows and stuff like that is kind of old hat to me and probably to you by now as well um, i'm not too sure about your soft fluffy unicorn designers <laughs> how well they're going to deal with that <laughs> 
Um, that that for me is probably the biggest thing. Um, the second one that I was going to ask you about now was, um, I think you mentioned in some of our other random chats that this is not quite, okay, entities are not game objects in the Unity ECS system, is that correct? Yeah. No, no, they're not. Which means we've, we, we, we essentially, by going to entities, we are completely blowing away all of the nice interactive editor viewing things, editing things, tweaking things on the fly stuff huh. is not there, at least not yet. Huh. Yes, to some extent. That, there are ways to get around it, and, and I've looked at that way of thinking to try and get around it. That, that is a big downside. <laughs> it, it, I, I understand it's a big downside. I, I also understand that it's not always nice looking at a scene view and seeing a bunch of things there, but nothing in the hierarchy. That mm. sucks. Yes. That totally sucks. Yes. Um, what is nice though, and and in terms of the tooling that is there, there is uh, what they call the entity debugger. Let me maybe just double check the name. Um, they can call it the entity debugger. Yeah, I, th I think it's I think it's the entity debugger that lists. It's it provides a nice list view of all of the entities within your world or simulation, whatever you like to call it as well as a list of systems and clicking on each system it can show you what entities are currently being well will be processed and are currently being processed by this system so usually you tweak behavior of a system through some configuration and then like i said that shared component might be the way to go having it attached to some mono behavior where you can go and update that component itself might be a great way to to share that just go and share that between all of the different entities and not even have some hard-coded value inside of your system that you need to keep in line mm. i i think there are some nice ways around it it'll unity did also say that they're working really hard on getting something out of the gate that is usable mm. uh and to me it's it's at the moment not the biggest problem there are there are enough ways to communicate change of your change in behavior of your system to the system without having to have a full scene view with a bunch of entities flooding in, into your hierarchy and it be, maybe being difficult to try to find what you want to change okay <laughs> That's 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 my. I, I'm just saying that feedback loops are important. And I think one of the big benefits that we get from Unity is a extremely tight feedback loop. <laughs> I see something; it's not behaving right. <laughs> I click on it. I edit the script. <laughs> I save. I play again. Ah, okay, there we go. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. So, anything that's gonna, you know, kind of take away mm. from that short feedback loop. Mm might not be such a great thing so i might have to ask the question this way up till when do you still have that feedback loop because we've had it at times where something isn't working and we have to go down and down and down and down into all of the nested calls and <laughs> yeah we make very complicated games <laughs> that's well, perhaps I, I, our I bad I, I don't i don't think we make complicated games i don't i think we we tend to be believe we we rush it. I 
I know it sounds like I'm pointing fingers at you, but but I I know that we're usually pressured for time, and the way we solve the problem is to just throw code at it. <laughs> yes. Um, if if if, and we tend to throw code at it, not necessarily thinking about what is actually happening with the data. We're writing code to solve a code problem, not not necessarily to solve a gameplay problem. Mm. Yeah, probably to a degree. To, to to some degree, and and that's the one pivot that that I've I've started seeing, and in, in my way of thinking is I'm I'm moving away from having to write code to solve a problem, having to dig through patterns and and concepts to try and understand what I'm trying to do. And just say, oh, I have this data. It needs to be transformed into this. How do I do that in the simplest way possible? Yeah, I would argue it's not quite that simple. Usually when things break down, it's because you fail to consider some edge case or something like that. <laughs> I don't think it's necessarily going to be any better with ECS. You're going to have the same problems. <laughs> We don't think of all of the edge cases up front and when you now have a hundred thousand things going on on screen and one of them are misbehaving uh it's sure okay you know how do i change the data in the simplest way the problem is going to be how do you figure out what went wrong in the first place how do you see what's going on yes so just you're saying how do you see what's going on if if you can see procedurally what is actually happening i think it might be a lot easier to find what is wrong than jumping through a call stack trying to see what the the state was the the hidden state <laughs> yeah that's interesting it's a i guess a difference in philosophy to a degree I'm quick to grab a debugger. No, I'm it I'm also very quick tells to tells you what's really going on. <laughs> I'm I'm also quick to grab it, but that's 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 the that's the pitfall with encapsulated state. It's it's hidden from the outside world. If 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 you know that your system should be behaving in a certain way, not not because of some hidden some black box that's doing something you you should have access to see and quickly go through that process and and not have to relay back and say oh no i don't know i don't exactly understand what's going on here let me pull up the debugger and see what the state is and try to keep the 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 tree structure in your mind and instead of having a flat oh this is the list of data's things that i that i have this is the transforms that i'm applying and that should be the end result that okay that that is a good that is a good enlightening comment i think um encapsulation maybe that is one of the key things that is different with ecs that i haven't realized or grokked yet up till now ecs says that your data is no longer encapsulated it's public yes essentially so you're operating on public state okay that's that's interesting I, I am in the process of reading this like very opinionated book. Um, it's called Data Oriented Design by Richard Fabian. Um, it's it's 
actually feels like light read, but this is this is an oak that worked for Team Seventeen, and he's he's got quite a bit of experience in in the game industry. Worms, <laughs> worms. Yeah, he's he's got a lot of experience within the game industry, and it's it's very enlightening to see how. Take take a guess when this book was published. Uh, like I said, I don't think this is new stuff, so let's call it 15 years ago already. This is a 2013 book. Ah, okay. So ECS, ECS isn't new, but with OO, uh, developers started shifting, and, and we, we saw a surge in performance in, in, in our hard, uh, with our hardware, but we then started throwing more and more at it and ended up with not, not a lot gained. Um, we 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 abstracted everything away so much to to turn everything into this little magic black box that you press this button and poof it it just it does what it what it says it will do. <laughs> but suddenly you say, but I also want my black box to play with this other black box and don't know how to hook up the wires and it becomes this this mess. I think yeah, uh, something there about object-oriented design and this is something that i think is not really a new benefit from ecs we already were doing it i think with normal unity ec like i said but mm. um is the whole idea of composition over inheritance um, i think a lot of people when starting out with object orientation tend to go inheritance hierarchies yes. <laughs> um, yes. and when you do inheritance hierarchies you lose a lot of flexibility so that is definitely a gain from a entity component system ECS, in my opinion, doesn't add much to that, um, but it is definitely a, a good benefit um, for people that are kind of stuck in the old, let me do everything by inheritance mindset, is forcing them to go do components that you can then kind of build up into your game objects. Yes. So so what I'm trying to get at with this, this guy is like, I'm picking up a lot of very, like, biased opinions but but he is talking some sense and it's resonating somewhat with me because i've had another developer that worked with uh, that was with intellect um he moved into closure and he's been going on and on about how amazing functional programming is and i've not bought into the fp fad yet because i'm not convinced we we it feels like you said we're going in cycles yes <laughs> And we are. He, had, he had mentioned once, what what is it that we're actually doing? We're taking data, transforming it, and we want the code transforming it to be readable and maintainable. Yeah. So why are we writing code to solve code problems instead of code to solve data problems? Yeah, no, it'll be it'll be interesting. Like, um, I'm not, you know, I'm I'm kind of playing devil's advocate here to a degree, but uh, I'm keen to see how this plays out. Huh. Um, I'd actually like to do like a little example project or something just to uh, see I, how it I plays. I would actually love to 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 maybe at some stage have us rip our paratrooper game apart and see what data is there that we need to manipulate and change and do things with. Yeah, because. I've I've seen examples where random state was part of the data that was being kept inside of uh, entities, mm -hmm. and every time 
a random number would have been registered or generated the the new the state has to be initialized it will generate the bunch of random numbers and save the current state of that uh, rng back into the into the entity which just it floored me i can now have my systems operate in different orders and yet still have the same same behavior <laughs> same overall outcome the same. from the random number generator provided an initial seed <laughs> yes essentially okay <laughs> essentially so it it was interesting and I, i'm not sure how that would have handled necessarily across different threads because technically you're accessing the unity random number generator statically i'm not sure how that is kept <laughs> how is that <laughs> how is safe <laughs> i'm not completely sure okay um but but it, it was an interesting thing to view at least and and it, it, it'll maybe it, it, it might just be a very good exercise for us to go and list all of the data that we're that we have in in inside of uh, AF or anti-aircraft antics. That's our code name or name for the new game. Um, or new name for the old game. Yeah, new, uh, <laughs> I was trying to find the words and it just escaped me. The new name for the old game. Just to, like, it might be a very good exercise for us to go and sit and do that. I've, I know I've mentioned that I wanted to do that, but I'm starting to think I shouldn't do it on my own. I mm. think that might be something we need to do together. Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I think something else you mentioned is that ECS is essentially DDD for for game yes. design, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Because your system is, okay, I'm a total DDD noob here, but the system is essentially the bounded context, yes? Oh. Yes. That operates on a set of components. <laughs> yes, and, okay. and that component is, well, that data scoped to that bounded context. There is no way of accessing that exact data as is within well, from from another context Are defining you sh- defining a new context you're def- you're you might be using the same data but it's a new context it's, it's a weird concept to think of yeah i'm just like going like your physics system could use the position and your rendering system could also use the position it's the same component <laughs> but that component means something different in each yeah fair enough the, the the lingo that goes with it is different yeah and so so this is where things might start getting getting a little bit weird isn't it because generally with ddd you'd have your own i guess domain models defined for each um, bounded context that mean what they mean for that context Whereas yes. in ECS, we're going to have components that are going to get shared between different systems almost inevitably. Um, is there not going to be a bit of a risk of kind of different different domains as concepts bleeding together a bit in your components? There will most likely be, but I think that is just up to the to the developer to be aware of it's it's the same with domain driven design you need to be aware of what data or objects you're modeling and and how it relates to the current context that you're working in and if you're not using the correct language or a language that makes sense it's it's going to be a bit difficult um for for instance I, just a small example you're you're saying that the components are being shared. I don't think the components being shared 
is a problem. If, if you look at the components, they're technically just a data type. They're a bit more of a specific data type, but they mm -hmm. should only be a data type that's, that, that explains a little bit of data. Mm -hmm. It's them being put together with other bits of data that start providing a picture and painting exactly what you're, you're trying to, to say. Mm. So it's, it's like you said, in, in, in physics, your position component means something with regards to the physical world. In rendering, it's more related to how to translate that position into screen space. Mm. That's, that's two very different meanings. Yes, yes, it's still a position. Driving up the same position, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it just doesn't necessarily have to be the same thing. Um, your rendering system could maybe compose a position with a, with a mesh. I'm not sure, maybe another texture as well. And those three components could be defined as a renderable entity. Mm. Suddenly you have some, some aggregate of oh, this is, this is what this means. It's not about the components itself. It's about the, the combination of the components. Mm. All right. Cool. Hmm. Anything else you'd like to cover or shall we cut it off there before we ramble on too long? Yeah, I think we can cut it off right there. I, uh, I've, I'm enlightened to, to hear what your thoughts were. Um, and I, I hope I didn't ramble too much. I hope I maybe shine some light in, <laughs> in your life. No, thanks. It was a good discussion. Definitely I had at least one epiphany with the, the data being public. So <laughs> um, <laughs> sounds like we might just need some Unity support for viewing said data easily. And I am fully confident that Unity will be providing that in the near future. I'm not <laughs> convinced it's going to be this year, uh, but I think what they have already is very good. All right.